Hello everybody and welcome to the Parts Unknown podcast. And we've got a triple threat lineup here today. I'm Ben Green. I'm joined by Miss Carrie Dunn. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Professor Carrie Dunn, I should say. Dr. Carrie Dunn, that's fine. You can call me Carrie. How's the book? Yeah, going well, thank you. And making his long-awaited return. This is music. Who is it? Oh my god. <laughs> Hello, Ben. It's me. It's, it's, the, it's the Sheffield Steeler. You can call me the professor if you, if you prefer. <laughs> well, I have no qualifications. Skip Sheffield himself. <laughs> Hi, John Ashdown. How are you? I'm good. I already feel like I'm recovering. I left Survivor Series behind about an hour and a half ago, and I'm beginning to feel better. Do you, you want to talk about old men now, or should we wait till, <laughs> wait till later on? Um, I think it's my least favourite pay-per-view of the year as a sort of concept, really, just because I despise the whole brand stuff so much and I find it so forced so there are bits of it that I really disliked and basically all the commentary I really disliked but some of the in-ring I thought was was great I really miss our wrestling nights in together particularly this one because I could just picture you seething <laughs> at all these t-shirts and then let me say something about that speaking of t-shirts and everyone wearing red or blue have some consistency about it why didn't the, why did the shield get to wear their their half and half one Roman Reigns didn't bother wearing anything John Cena wore green, an awful lime green. <laughs> no, Triple H at least had his sort of his stuff branded in red, um, but yeah, there's no consistency at all. Go all in or, or don't bother. That's what I say. And uh, Finn Balor, I think, looked the worst out of everyone. Oh, really? I didn't, um, like, him I didn't like him at his uh, the pay per view before the last one where he wore light grey. That was against against Bray Wyatt. He looked awful in in red, and he looked like a little boy. And I love Finn. But he looks so small compared to everyone else, and this is apparently why he's not going up against Brock at the at the Rumble. He's been he's been booked off because he's not big enough. But he he didn't get nearly enough chance to shine in his red pants. I think say so um, something positive, Carrie. Come yeah, on. I will do. Um, I think the I thought he'd, I thought he looked good when he was in there with with Nakamura. I thought that was I thought that was fun. Although I'm loath to say I enjoy anything involving Triple H, I enjoyed the little too sweet moment they had. That was it was very subtle. That was subtle, and I enjoyed it. It was a little nod for the Smarks. I enjoyed that. I thought Finn did all right, and this nonsense about him being too small—it's just such such Vince nonsense, isn't it? I think Finn can have a fantastic match with Brock if he wanted to. Okay. Well, if Brock wanted to, obviously, not Finn. <laughs> well, let, let's come back to the main event, shall we? Um, do you want to talk about TakeOver? Because that, that kicked off the weekend, and generally NXT is the highlight of any weekend <laughs> on which it appears. Um, and you get to see the best of Triple H there. Uh, this was War Games, John. That's your specialist subject. Uh, throwback WCW stuff. I enjoyed this pay-per-view tremendously. I thought it was, uh, it was really good from start to finish uh, I don't think it dipped below a seven and a half in terms of any of the matches itself and there's some real highlights Oof, you're pulling a face tell me what your favourite match was well, I've called him the Tangerine Dream for some reason <laughs> <laughs> I'm not totally sure why it must be a typo I thought that was absolutely brilliant yeah told a, told a real story was good fun there were two distinct characters uh, yeah I thought it was absolutely terrific and I did enjoy the, the War Games match as well I mean you sort of saw some of the limitations of a War Games match in that the first half is a little bit punchy kicky and then the second half is a little bit let's all line up for a spectacular spot but it was still you know they still got a, a packed a lot in they updated it quite a bit, yeah, didn't they? There was no the roof sort of, for, for well, a start. No roof. Um, they, they kind of did the elimination chamber style, flashing lights and things. To you know, there was a lot more WWE production. Yeah. for one thing. Yeah. Um, and am I right in thinking that proper war games are only two teams rather than three? Yeah, I think they've done three. They did do three way ones, but 
you know, yeah, the purest form of a War Games <laughs> match would be. Yeah. Uh, just two teams. Um, and decided on a toy, a toy cost. Who gets to go in first? A toy cost. A toy cost, yes. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, no, I, th- I, st- I thought they did a, a decent job actually. Yeah. Who was your um, MVP of the of the War Games? Of the War Games match. Yeah. Oh, I think it'd be difficult to not give poor Alexander Wolf for nothing as he bled to death, practically. <laughs> poor boy. It was nice that, that he gross. had the opportunity to lie in the other ring and, and sort of have medical <laughs> attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Yeah, that's why I'm not a fan of war games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone does generally blade in, in war and So it goes punch, kick, punch, kick, blade, high spot, yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And that's kind of how it went, except it seemed it was a, a legitimate. It was not bleeding. <laughs> yeah, no. It was just busting yourself open hard way and then losing three pints of blood oh, over blimey. the table. Yeah, um, Adam Cole. Um, I don't know his, his work from the Indies. I know he is a big deal on the Indies. Uh, he also seems very small, you know, to be a leader of this all-conquering faction. Um, I like that he's a bit cheaty and, and sneaky, but I actually thought he was the least impressive um, of anyone in the in the ring. I've not been a huge fan of any of the Undisputed Era uh, stuff so far. And it's I think it's an era that NXT doesn't make very often. They're bringing in people from the Indies, but they're not making us see why they're a big deal. They're telling us they're a big deal, but we've not seen it in NXT. So they did something very different you know, when Sami Zayn came in and when Neville came in and when Kevin Owens came in. They gave us a storyline, gave us a reason to believe in this stuff. We haven't had that with Adam Cole and his lackeys, and I don't care about them at all. What about uh, the Beast of Belfast? He can move. With his big hairy back. Yeah, no, he was impressive. And uh, the two big lads from the Authors of Pain. Always like, I always quite like them. They're big. I really, like, I really like Authors of Pain. I'm very excited to see them go up against you know, someone like the Usos or oh, the Shield. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not excited to see them go up against the Shield. No, I, just, I was pulling a face at you mocking the Shield. But, oh, I'm you know. sorry. <laughs> Or actually, Seamus and Cesaro, who are now my, my son Noah's favourite team Yay. by far. We, we went to the live event at, uh, at Wembley a few weeks ago. I'm wearing the WWE t-shirt from there. You've got your goodie bags from it. Um, we had a hug with, with Bailey, completely nonplussed by seeing Jason Jordan. Um, <laughs> came out to came out and saw Finn versus Samoa Joe, which was good fun. And then I had to say to Noah about... It was about quarter to ten. I said, we've got to go, we've got to go. And, and Seamus and Cesaro haven't been out yet, and he burst into tears. Oh. So we did stay for Seamus and Cesaro, and uh, Seamus doesn't do his hair for house shows. Did you know that? I did not know that, no. So he just has it in a long ponytail for house shows. Well, certainly this house show. Um, have you ever been to a house show before? I have, yes. They're really good fun. It's like a pre-season friendly compared to, <laughs> compared to you know, an FA Cup match or something. It was... Uh, just some of the some of the matches that that were there we saw Gallows and Anderson, Elias and Bo Dallas versus Heath Slater, Rhino, Jason Jordan and Gold Dust. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what a match that was. It was it was great fun. Patient X, Bray Wyatt was there. Breathing on everyone, being disgusting. <laughs> uh Tyler Bate, Trent Seven were there, doing Moustache Mountain. Uh Bailey and Sasha were very good together. It was it was really good fun. I think I thought they did an excellent job. Yeah, Braun Strowman got the biggest pop of the night. Although Triple H, of course, tried to make sure it was him <laughs> that got the biggest pop of the night by joining the Shield and coming out last. He is so selfless, that man. <laughs> Just giving, very giving. Though ironically, and to steer it back to NXT, he is the he's the creator. 
in NXT. And he can certainly do a good job there because we've just talked about the War Games match itself. We can talk a little bit more about Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream, Tangerine Dream, if you want. That was a great match. The championship match was good. The women's match, yeah, not, not, not as good as others that we've seen uh, on NXT before. But still, you know, he, he can book well and he can be selfless and he can make sure that people get over unless it's him. My friend Paul. I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> yeah, well, the whole show was kind of nicely paced. Um, each match had a distinct sort of feel to it. And there was only you know, five matches in a close to... It was two and a half hours or something, mm. I think. And there was different stuff that kept you, kept you entertained. Sort of, you know, the big lug, Lars Sullivan in the opener and the uh, fatal four-way for the title and uh, for the women's title and the title match for the men's title and then the war games. Yeah, it was, I thought it was a yeah, really solid show all the way through. There was one point, one of my favourite lines of the night... Uh, was that one of the commentators? I can't remember what it was referenced to, but mentioned um, one man gang, uh, describing him as uh, you know a sports entertainer of the past. And I thought there's two words that don't apply to one man gang, and sports and entertainer are two words that certainly don't. Yeah. I really like seeing him as a talking head in a lot of their documentaries now because he's now he's probably he's probably sixty yeah, now. I'm he's, amazed he's alive. He's quite wide. And he's got glasses on <laughs> and a tattooed head. But he seems like just a very nice person who you could see called George, who's retired from a, a sales job. <laughs> I, think he's from, I think he's from Texas or, some, or, or the South. And so it was always very bizarre when he was doing the sort of Akeem the African Dream gimmick. And whenever he spoke, he <laughs> just read this in this Texan drawl. Oh, I thought he really was from deepest, darkest oh, Africa well, in one of WWE's most racist gimmicks <laughs> ever. Um, anywho, yeah, OK, well, should, will that do for NXT? I just Would you like to anything say that I think Black versus Dream was my favourite WWE match of the year. There we go. I'm going to put it in my top three. I think that Tyler versus Pete Dunne, which was also NXT, was still still my best match of the year. Um, but I'm really excited to see Alistair Black up there. And so I really like his, his tattoo on his back. We saw him at Blackpool. He came and did a special special thing, possibly against Neville. Yes, Neville called him out and yeah. said that no one on this continent is, is good enough to to go up against me and then Tommy N came out and it was exciting out he came uh, he's, he's just looked really cool he's sort of filling my the, the CM Punk void in my life uh, the tattoos the moveset the kicks are great I love the sitting downness the slightly satanic culty stuff uh, I think he's brilliant I could see him as an IC champion straight away uh, although of course to do that he'd now have to beat Roman Reigns did you know that John? <laughs> no, I missed that yeah. <laughs> Harry please fill us in yeah Roman Reigns decided that he didn't want to be the only one of the show without a title, so okay. he challenged Miz. And won. Well, he did. He needs the rub, doesn't he? You know. He's, <laughs> I think Miz also is leaving TV for a while because oh, okay. of the pregnant wife, and I think there's going to be a Marine sequel, another Marine sequel. <laughs> so he's going to have to film that. What number six? This will be. It's at least twenty-five. Isn't it? I sat this close, as close as I am to you now. We're on. Uh, we're on podcast. We're on audio. There's probably. A metre and a half between us, at most. I did uh, a panel thing for the WWE uh, when they were in London. And, yeah, the Miz and Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss were being interviewed by uh, a very nice chap called Anton from Sky, who's listening. Hello, Anton. And and Miz is really hard work. I mean, he's he is fully in the mode all the time. The other two were not, not nearly as impressive. But, yeah, Miz, Miz gave it the full Miz. But he was very entertaining. <laughs> Um, and and livened up 
livened up the panel. I remember about five or six years ago when Miz was still champion, um, he did Blue Peter, and I watched it just because I knew Miz was going to be on. I thought it'd be hilarious, and it was hilarious <laughs> because he did exactly the same thing. He was giving it the full Miz on the children's tea time TV show, <laughs> and they did not know what to do with him. It was brilliant. Survivor Series, John. Let's Let's talk about that. Let's do it. It's the one night a year when (laughs) Raw and SmackDown go ahead, apart from all the other times. times. (laughs) For brand supremacy. Don't forget that. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, I forgot that. But it doesn't mean anything. What What does that even mean? There's no consequences. I mean, I commend them for doing something slightly innovative in, in terms of, like, you know, 21st century, but it, it, they had a hashtag for <laughs> for the whole premise of it, the, the Under Siege. And it was nice that Shane did say hashtag Under Siege in that, that opening promo. <laughs> but, you know, and, and it felt like there was quite a lot online um, and little videos and things between various characters, sports entertainers, I should say. Um, they did something modern, but, but fundamentally it is it is bollocks what they're doing. You know, the brand supremacy, the this and that. Um, and, of course, Raw came out the winner. It was close, but uh, <laughs> in case there was any doubt. And it, I don't think anyone cares. And they, I don't think they sold T-shirts on the night. They've had the same crappy T-shirts for, for ages. No one wants that T-shirt. No one wants a Half and Half Shield T-shirt. Not even you, Carrie. Not even me. Not even me. Who's on your T-shirt at the Sammy moment? Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn got beaten off with a chair by Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac is a bad person. Shane O'Mac's an old man. Let's go right to the finish. Well, let's go, we, right, we let's go right to the main event. Let's talk about old men. Again, and we did this last time, Carrie. We talked about old people. Old people. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the whole um, sort of tenor of the match, the, so it starts off where they, the commentary team are actually talking about the dream matchups that you're getting. And this is the point where it made me think maybe Survivor Series is more for people who watch week to week to week to week and so I'm more aware of who's on Raw and who's on SmackDown, which I'm kind of not so much, really. So the fact that um, uh, Nakamura and Finn Balor were in the ring at the same time didn't mean as much to me as it might do to, to other people, I guess. Um, so you had all those nice kind of fresh young guys at the start, you know, Bobby Roode, uh, Finn, Nakamura, Joe, I suppose, not so young, but, you know, still kind of fresh face. And then you get down to the last sort of two-on-one team at Orton and Shane O'Mac, and then the last three on the other team involve Triple H and Angle. Um, it's just, yeah, it's like... And the whole thing, was it's still based on McMahon family politics. It's like, when will it end? It will never end. We have another generation coming up after this. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah the, 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 kind of the match, I didn't think the match was, was too bad or anything, but I did, I did find the finish... Strange. It wasn't nearly as good as last year's men's five-on-five match, which lasted for almost an hour, and Shane uh, knocked himself out in that one, so, <laughs> so it wasn't for too long. Not that I wish injury upon anyone, but I do wish he'd, he'd fucked off earlier on <laughs> this one. Um, it's all what, about him. Why is it all about him? Because he's a McMahon. Yeah, the same yeah, as if, if Steph is there, yeah. it's about Steph. Because yeah. inter- this is not about brand supremacy, it's about McMahon's sibling rivalry, <laughs> like every yeah. show that they're ever on. I just want to pick up something which kind of harps back to something we talked about, I think, last time I was here, Ben. He's saying uh, young faces in the ring. Finn Balor, 36. Nakamura, 37. Should point out that Grandma Mickey James is 38. That's just wanted to <laughs> highlight Did you know, that. Grandma Oscar is 36. She is. Grandma well, Oscar is 36. I couldn't believe this. So, you know, we better make the most of Oscar while we can before <laughs> she's, she's become been, a retired real... in, in a yeah. year and a half, isn't she? Yeah. Oscar's amazing. Oh, she was there in London as well. 
Did she kick anybody in the head? Uh, she did the bum spot thing, which is which is really good fun. Maybe she's just saving the kicking people in the head for special occasions. Maybe. Well, she did. They didn't go full force, as we said. Pre-season friendly and all that. But um, is, is that all we want to say about the men, the men's match? There was a good good line from. Well, I say good line. One of the lines of the night from Corey Graves as Cena and Angle painfully shuffled around the ring <laughs> these two are as good as they've ever been he said <laughs> which just made me laugh oh Corey but yeah so where do you think they spin off from here now um I you know I, I'm dreading a, a triple threat between Triple H Shane and and Kurt Angle Kurt, Kurt can't do a one in one match he, I was just scared for him. I'm like just. I mean, he got his knees. He can't. I mean, not so much the state of his knees, but he can't straighten his legs. No, well, he's like a. In a he's hunched, benched, benched. <laughs> and I was, oh look, he's in great condition as he kind of <laughs> awkwardly moves around. Yeah, so he he won't be doing a one-on-one match. But nobody wants to see it either. Like the, the crowd reactions when they got you know, it, there was supposed to be a moment, wasn't there, when uh, Cena and Angle sort of squared up in the ring off. You know, back mm. in 2002 blah 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 and it was silent like people didn't just didn't I, care I wrote that down as well There's, the crowd was strangely quiet for mm-hmm. the, this whole main event thing um, they started, started off reasonably kind of hyped and then it just got quieter and quieter and there were just moments that you thought that they were clearly expecting some kind of reaction and there was nothing yeah. I was embarrassed yeah. to watch it. it well it was like all the early matchups when you did have Bobby Roode and Triple H and Finn and Nakamura the crowd were reacting mm. to those and as they slowly got eliminated the crowd sort of realised oh, oh it's going to be this again yeah. <laughs> we should point out by the way just in terms of old men and all that that this time last year do you remember what the main event was for that? Uh, it was Goldberg Lesnar wasn't it? In that it was match, yeah. yeah Goldberg was there two years before that it was Taker and Kane versus the Wyatts <laughs> three years who knows they, they, they do wheel out the old, the old people at, at Survivor Series because I guess this is when it starts uh, you start going on the road to, to WrestleMania, which is mm. a never-ending road. And you can get people out there without them having to do a one-on-one match. So, you know, Kirk can go and do 40 minutes without actually having to do a half an hour 40 minutes. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Uh, at this point in proceedings, why don't we take a quick break, sell some merch, maybe, <laughs> and we'll come back and talk about the best match of the night on Survivor Series. We'll talk about Brock versus AJ. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, the best match of the night. Hands down? Yes? Hands down. Hands down. What? AJ versus versus Brock. For starters, Brock, I think, has really earned his money after a very lazy uh, 2016 um, he's, he's gone up against Joe he's gone up against Braun Strowman 
He's been in that five-man match at was it SummerSlam? I can't remember what pay-per-view it was, but when they threw, were throwing chairs and stuff. So he's done. Re- he's done. He's had to do quite a lot of work or have have some big matches. Not like when he went up against uh, Ambrose. Not the two shitty thing or the whole program he did with um, uh, Goldberg. You know, which was about six minutes in total. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they're, they're certainly working harder this time. Uh, the F five has become a lot more devastating than it used to be. It's now just one F five, and that's it. It's basically it's the new pedigree. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a false finish with the F five. Um, but let's let's give AJ some props here as well. He is far and away the best performer on the roster he's the best wrestler in the world I would even go as far as to say that <laughs> Chris Jericho's going to have something to say about well that. bring it on Jericho <laughs> and your stupid boat <laughs> um, yeah I think Styles has been an absolute revelation since he's come to WWE because people are kind of a bit worried again I think AJ is in his late 30s so you know I really think he's old. in his early 40s is he? I think he might be 41 well you can check that on your on your phone uh, when you look things up next I think well I'll tell you actually Kerry before you you burn me there. Well, I'm looking up here. Well, I was looking <laughs> That's up. That's right. What are you teasing? <laughs> I was looking Goodness. up. Was a message that I sent to you, John, on the 30th of October at 10 to 7 in the evening, saying, "Let's get together. Let, let's let's do Survivor Series together. Let's uh, let's talk about it afterwards." And um, I sent you a screen grab of the top four matches um, as listed on Wikipedia: Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal, <laughs> Alexa Bliss versus Natalia and uh, two other fairly uninspiring matches and thought god this is going to be awful but so pleased to see AJ in the main event there instead yeah. uh, or, or sorry the title versus title non-title match yeah I mean he sold so well because of the size difference as well and because he can fly and he's a proper gymnast athlete thing uh, you know when, when there was a German on him he went miles and he flipped the whole way and it took him a, a, a lot of time to get into the match they told a great story here. I think you're right in terms of uh, the way that AJ sells for Lesnar. So the suplexes that Lesnar was throwing, and there's kind of much more kind of height on them rather than just kind of the kind of flat Germans that you were getting in some of those other matches that we've seen. But also, I think Lesnar kind of doesn't perhaps get as much credit as he deserves. He's actually really pretty good in the ring. He's not just the beast, and so that inverted commas. He's not just there to you know, come out and have Heyman do the talking for him and look a bit like an overdone gammon or something <laughs> he's actually really good in the ring and i think uh, you know obviously aj could get a decent match out of a broom probably but um yeah i loved it yeah me too me too um i thought the uh the, the moment of the moment of the night I actually preferred a, a different match which i'm sure nobody else would have preferred but i thought the moment of the night was um when well basically the transition into the calf crusher and then brock's um, the way Brock got out of the car pressure mm. by just g- grabbing AJ's head and banging it repeatedly against Matt was I thought that fantastic. was really grim to and the, watch, the, but, but fantastic. The, the yeah. crowd were going mad at that point. Like it was like it was like an, almost like a kind of um, it felt like a sort of roar from twenty years ago that people were you know the volume that was coming from the crowd and it just made me think you've got to build this match to Mania but because they're on. Separate brands, it's going to be. Slightly they won't meet again until next year. They won't yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. I was also. Why couldn't? Why couldn't? Why couldn't they do it? Like, why couldn't you play off the fact that they're not going to meet? They can square up at the Rumble. Like, you could build up a nice champion versus champion. AJ wants his revenge. Do a proper build for Mania because I would. I would be excited by to, to see that match. Take again. my money. Yes, yeah. I would like to see that too. Because I think Shane O'Mac's going to go up again. <laughs> <laughs> Shane O'Mac Triple H in the main event that Mania isn't out yeah. this year. Yeah. No, I was really also really pleased to see there was no raw anything about 
Brock at all. Um, and the AJ's belt isn't blue. You know, they still keep the, the WWE Championship black, which mm. is oh, such a nice touch. I'm well, it does sort of confirm it as the, the main title, I suppose, doesn't it? If, you're, if you don't have to make it blue or whatever. Yeah. It kind of elevates it slightly. Okay, let's, uh, let's quickly go through a couple of the other matches. Uh, what about the women's five-on-five? Five? What did that do for you? Not a lot. Not a huge amount. Why was Becky Lynch... First eliminated. Who yeah. knows? Uh, my note here says Tamina is utterly graceless. <laughs> Tamina, oh, Tamina looks, up she... against Nia Jax. And you think, well, Nia Jax is the rookie here. Yeah. Tamina's been doing this job for, what, 15 years? But she's terrible. She is terrible. Oh. Her splash. It's really bad. <laughs> the superfly splash. You know, you would have thought that there's some sort of nurture <laughs> element within that. She lands fully on her knees mm. the whole time. Dreadful. And this is one of the problems, I think, with... with uh, the Survivor Series concept. That in, so in, in the build-up, you had the... Uh, I can't remember which way around. It was the Raw team going into the... No, the SmackDown team in, invading yeah. Raw. And um, I think it was sort of Charlotte getting beaten down, uh, sort of half set up for the match with Alexa. But you have Bailey charging into a locker room, throwing punches and sort of standing around menacingly. It's like, that's not... Like, You're a hugger. Characters. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she's a hugger. She's not a mugger. <laughs> all the characters just get thrown out the window. Um and yeah, it kind of uh, yeah, disappoints me. Yeah, I feel really disappointed for Becky. Uh, pleased to see Paige back? Yes, very pleased to see Paige back. And looking very well, which I think is the important thing. Does she, does she have a new boyfriend? Um, let's hope so, because <laughs> the old one wasn't up to much. <laughs> no, all right. Uh, let's stick with the women. Charlotte versus Alexa. Mm. It was My okay. My note here is that Charlotte Flair, aka Ashley Flair, uh, she's 31. Because well, I was old. just looking at women's ages because I was because they have such a problem with older women and actually they're considerably younger. Than Are we literally women. saying that everyone over thirty is older in the women's division now? Okay, yeah. great. Um, Alexa's tiny. Yeah, and that well is part of the problem with the with sort of face Charlotte, isn't it? Because mm. she just towers over people <laughs> and it's quite hard to fit, see her as a plucky underdog. Um, and I felt the problem with this match, and it applied to both the other title versus title matches, they are subservient to this the brand stuff, whereas they actually should be huge things, like who is really the best, who's number one, and you don't kind of get that. But um, I didn't think it was an awful, awful match, just you know, fairly forgettable. Usos versus Sheamus and Cesaro? This was my match of the night. I, I, I really enjoyed it. There was a slow start. Yeah, the crowd were dead for about ten yeah. minutes. Well, this is the problem. Like, it should be a huge thing, champion versus champion. Um, but then the second half of it was, I thought was brilliant a load of great near falls um, yeah exciting stuff the Usos look great the Usos have come on so much since they ditched the face paint and went badass yeah details details even their sort of promo at the start as they came to the ring was okay I thought and what about the opener did you enjoy that and speaking of taking a long time to get to the ring <laughs> <laughs> yeah I did enjoy it obviously but then you know I was always going to so <laughs> I don't have a huge amount of critical faculty when it comes. Roman looked well. Did. Doesn't look mumpy anymore. He's got more beard than he used to have, (laughs) which I always like to see him with his uh, filled-in beard rather than just the the guat. You should should tweet him about that. We've got uh, got a picture of him on the fridge now, and Louis, boy two, has got a picture, a poster of him on his wall. Uh, No, no, I didn't want Roman Reigns. I've had to convince him to put Samoa Joe up. <laughs> <laughs> but he likes Samoa Joe, so he's got a grumpy face. Um, 
Anyway, back to the match. There were some incredible finishing moves and uh, spots in this that I've never seen before. Like when Xavier lifted Big E onto his shoulders, which is no mean feat, by the way, and I didn't think that Xavier had this in him. And then uh, Kofi jumped off the top rope over the two of them, and then and then Big E did the splash as well. That was amazing. And then that mega power bomb thing they did at the end, really cool. It was a very very fun match. Nice to see Seth Rollins do some hot tags. Nice to see Dean Ambrose get beaten up a lot. And uh, a return for the buckle bomb, controventially, uh, from Seth Rollins. Um, last scene. Oh, yeah, he was well, I don't know if it was injured, last scene, uh, but certainly that was the move that retired Sting. It was the move that put uh, Finn on the shelf for a long time. It was a move that he didn't use against his boss Triple H at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you've got to be brave to take that move, but... As far as we know, no members of the New Day are, are injured. <laughs> I've been hurt in the making of this Survivor Series. <laughs> I had one of the lines of the night from, from Booker. Who Booker was, who was, was on sensational all, all, all evening. <laughs> but he kicked off the first match of the night by saying, there won't be a lot of entertainment. entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Which the other commentators sort of <laughs> couldn't, were racing each other to close out. Oh, wait, wait. To, to say, I think there'll be a lot, actually, uh, actually Booker. Yeah, David, um, David Otonga's agent straight on the phone after that. <laughs> Get my boy back in um, yeah I think I'm a little bit bored of the New Day I don't I didn't like enjoy this match particularly but I, I blame the New Day for it rather than the, the Shield well a lot of the the wrestling podcasts that I listen to uh, they do talk about Big E they're sort of them wishing Big E would turn on them and he's going to become a single star again um, after this two is it two it's probably it's longer than two years as New Day it's probably it's probably nudging four I would say they were rubbish to start with if you remember but he was an intercontinental champion before I think I've mentioned with you on air carry as well that when they were in NXT sort of Vince had pinpointed either Roman Reigns or Big E as his next big thing we all know how that went Mm -hmm. but yeah I think um, I think Big E is is ready for his his main event push Kofi we've seen around there and he's just going to be IC level Um, I fear for Xavier in that shuffle but yeah, Big, big E, yeah, I think. I mean, I don't want to see Kofi Kingston be given a singles run again. <laughs> We're done with that, surely. He's got five kids. Did you know that? Well, maybe he needs a singles run. Yeah. <laughs> he needs the cash. Um, do, you, do you feel that Big E could become the new Rusev, though? No. It's definitive. Carrie? No, because Rusev is Rusev. And Rusev has a day to himself. Which is Rusev Day. <laughs> which I think was yesterday. And also today. <laughs> Uh, why was Lana involved in the um, in the SmackDown? Why match? are you asking for logic in things that have no logic? Well, who was she with? She was with Tamina. She was Tamina's manager, yeah. wasn't she? Why does Tamina wear a coat? <laughs> the ring. There's so many logic questions. <laughs> I've been staring at this Yorkie bar uh, that's on the table here, a raisin and biscuit duo, and I'm very keen to eat it. So we should wrap up sometime <laughs> soon. But what about the one match we haven't talked about? What was that? Barry Corbin against The Miz. Oh, I fast-forwarded that. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just... Uh, should we quickly just go um, uh, take a trip down memory lane? Um, in my preparation for this, I found 2002 and 2003 Survivor Series. So I didn't watch all of them. I went to the main event. And there were some, some interesting names coming up there. There was uh, Roan Reigns' older brother, Luther Reigns. Do you remember him at all? No, not at all. Mott Jindrak. Snitsky. Heidenreich. Oh, yeah, I remember those guys. Uh, Shawn Michaels was the, the last survivor in um, 
Oh, sorry. He he was the last face person on Stone Cold Steve Austin's team. He wasn't wrestling uh, versus Eric Bischoff's team, and he does the most horrific blade job at the end, and is bleeding everywhere, utterly disgustingly. But then the the main event that that comes after that is Vince versus Undertaker in a buried alive match, <laughs> <laughs> and and Vince takes one punch. And he bleeds everywhere. And this must be... I, I actually couldn't watch. I felt sick. It was such a disgusting blade. <laughs> like, pools of blood. It was utterly revolting, but quite, quite funny to watch. Um, but then, as Undertaker is dragging half-dead Vince to a mound of earth that he's going to put put him into and he passes like a five or six year old child oh, that's, just, that's just not suitable <laughs> that's not suitable at all and uh, Kane comes out and does something dastardly in that match oh is that the one where Kane opens the door of the, the digger yeah I, why was I say, well, I saw that recently I don't know why well just if you're squeamish don't watch it um, but yeah Kane Kane's up to his dastardly tricks and actually he starts that night with a or I don't know if it's the, the kicker it was the first one I watched on the um, on the show, guess who he's up against in an ambulance match? Oh no, I, I know Shane O'Mac. Yeah. yeah, they're still dicking around here. And then there's, <laughs> there's Team Angle. There's a very young John Cena who, in storyline mode, has been stabbed by Colito in some like <laughs> Tijuana bar or something. But he's he's very young. These old fuckers are still, <laughs> still around. <laughs> I've, you know, some fifteen years afterwards. Yeah, still being rehashed. No. Who would you, who would you lo- most like to see as a veteran in fifteen years' time, John? Uh, the Hulkster. Fifteen years' time. Who will be old enough to? What well, was it? Most people will be old enough for veteran. <laughs> Dream, who's only twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. he will still be young. He one, one of the young guys in the ring. Only thirty-seven. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be he'll be a veteran in women's terms. <laughs> Can I say Miz? He'll be kind of late forties. I would enjoy. I would enjoy veteran Miz, grizzled veteran Miz. Interesting, because he yeah, you'd think he'd still work as because I mean AJ wouldn't work quite so much quite as well as a a veteran, and Brock would be. I think he's going like his his body will just collapse in on itself at some point, presumably, um, and he won't be able to move very well. Um, What else is there? Veteran Roman. No, he'll be he'll be in Hollywood. Yeah, veteran Cena. He already is a veteran, yeah, but even more veteran Cena. He's the voice um, of a of a bull, Ferdinand. Ferdinand, <laughs> yeah, which I'm looking forward to seeing. I saw Paddington Two at the weekend. Oh, very nice movie. Good. Yeah, very good. Uh, no wrestling in that, fortunately. Best performance by Hugh Grant that I can never remember. Wow. Um, we've digressed. Um, <laughs> listeners, if you uh, want to tell us who you'd like to see in 15 years' time, let us know. I'm at Green Ben Green on the Twitter. Is it you, John? Oh, sorry, don't interrupt. Sorry, you're doing your outro. Sorry, John. Who? Where are you on the Twitter? Uh, I'm at John underscore Ashdown. Carrie. At Carrie Sparkle. Do make sure to tell us who you would like to see. I'd like to see I mean, Neville. You, do, you don't have to oh, add me. Oh, I miss Neville. <laughs> you, could, you don't have to add. We could have a. We should. We don't have a parts unknown Twitter feed, do we? We should probably get. We one should do point. that. We should do. Yeah, and then they can just send. Just tweet one, one Twitter handle <laughs> <laughs> rather than wasting all their characters on. Well, you can go bigger now on your on the yeah. characters. Yeah. But you can use all the characters to tweet about, you know, the Shield and send me gifts of Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream, and that's a much better time spent. Neville? I miss Neville. What's He'll... going on with him? Where, he... where was he? Apparently, he walked out. A few yeah, weeks ago. Oh, yes, the he dirt did, sheets he? are reporting that relations are improving, so maybe he'll come back at the Rumble. That'd be nice. I did. I did think next next Survivor Series, if you're going to have brand stuff, why not have a two or five live 
team and a NXT team. Well, I was thinking that maybe Sammy and Kevin and Neville would set up some kind of renegade faction yeah, to do something. They didn't do that. They did the boring <laughs> shit. How how naughty were they on the UK tour? Because they got sent home, didn't they? Or is uh, that just storyline? I don't know. I can't work out whether it's a work or not. That's why I love kayfabe. <laughs> you, should, you should write a book on that. <laughs> In 15 years' time, what will Baron Corbin look like? <laughs> He'll still have his straggly hair. He'll look like Terry Nutkins. Any other business? How old is Baron Corbin? I reckon he's 29. Oh, no, I think he's about 34. Oh, OK. Higher, lower? All right, Wikipedia tells me... And it, what's his real name? 33. Oh, well done, thank you. Thomas Pestock. The lone wolf Thomas Pestock. <laughs> uh, has Elias' mum been in touch with you? <laughs> Not recently, <laughs> although I did tweet about him on Monday morning, so perhaps she will be this week. He's rubbish in the ring. Oh, he's perfect angel. And he's he sang rubbish. a wonderful song, <laughs> and his guitar playing so lovely, and his hair so pretty. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Parts Unknown. John Ashdown, thanks very much for coming. Cheers. Carrie Dunn. Thank you very much. Read her book. What's it called? Spandex, Screwjobs and Cheap Pops, Inside the Business of British Pro Wrestling. Oh, it's nearly Christmas. It Sounds is. Sounds like a great present. <laughs> Black Friday sales and everything. Buy it. Thanks very much. Uh, totally Football Show will be back every Monday, every Thursday. John, have you got any podcasts to plug? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>